The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the College Football Experience. Get ready for the college football season by checking out all 131 college football team previews. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle upon time in the northeast corner of England. Today is Wednesday, August 24, and we are here to handicap a little card, nine MLB games uh, for Thursday, August the 25th. And it's an all-timey special uh, tonight. The young kids are off doing what young kids do. I don't know, uh, skateboarding around or whatever. Uh, leaving myself <laughs> in the machine in the background. Hi, Buddha. How are you? <laughs> What's going on, Malcolm? Uh, yeah, great to be here with you. Uh, I know Dylan is traveling. Uh, I think he's going down south. And then uh, Noah, I believe, is headed to a, to a concert. So, yeah, the kids are... The kids are off uh, doing kids things, like you said. <laughs> yeah, no skateboarding for us, Buda. We're going to sit here and be grumpy and handicap baseball <laughs> games uh, like we do best. So, oh, um, we're not grumpy. We're we're we have we have some winners over the line already. We're having a great yeah. Day. It's been a uh, it's been a busy start to the to the slate today. Our uh, the the big sweat that you, Dylan, and Noah. We're all sweating out was the K props on Matt Manning that uh, Noah mm. was very keen on last night. Yeah. Um, he talked us through it. He broke it down really nicely. And then Matt Manning got over that. And I think the, the line was at three and a half. Yeah, the line and, was three and a half. Yeah. Yep. And um, I was in the bath, uh, as per usual, listening to uh, to you and Noah talk up the strikeout. So I think he got he got to five pretty quickly. So that mm. came over the line. Um and we locked up, um, sorry, we gave out Detroit as our dog. There was at least two of us. Yeah. I had Detroit as my dog. Yeah, they won that game by six to one. Uh, Colorado have already blown up and done us a favour. We had Texas as a nice price. Te- um, Texas were nine, nothing up inside two innings, I think, against Jose Urania. So, yeah, just waiting on Annabelle Sanchez to give up a few runs here. For my luck, the Jesus Lazardo strikeout prop that talks about that one's over the line already, I think, as well. So, yeah, busy, a busy start to the slate, but already cashed a few bets as well. Um, chat box Dryden, uh, good evening, how are you doing? Um, <laughs> Noah's still not being able to live down his hat trick of uh, <laughs> being caught on mute the other day. Dryden's asking if he uh, if thinks he can skateboard when he can't even work his mute button, fair enough. Um, so yeah, like I say, we've got uh, just nine games tomorrow, moon off, so we can uh, we can keep this down to way under the hour and a quarter that we go to when the kids have been waffling on. So short slate tomorrow. Ah, uh, it's a really chalky one, moon off. I think this is the chalkiest slate of games that I've handicapped all season. We we often split the games up so we can take the lead um, on sort of half the games each and the my half of the slate is really really choking I don't know what to do about it so hopefully as we go you might be able to direct me 
with some with some picks here because it's really difficult. Um, but we will start with a one ten Eastern first pitch between the LA Angels and the Tampa Bay Rays, where the lefty Patrick Sandoval will go for the Angels and Drew Rasmussen is on the hill for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, I'll just have to locate the lines. Give me two seconds to get this page in the right place. And then we can rock and roll. Uh, the Angels are plus 155. Tampa Bay are minus 184. It's a very low total, six and a half. Um, Sandoval is four and eight with a 314 ERA. He's pitched 109 innings with 115 strikeouts. Rasmussen is eight and four, has a 282 ERA, 105 in one third, and 90 punches. Um, Sandoval's been going really well, one and three. Um, doesn't sound too inspiring over his last five starts. But he has got a 289 ERA in that span. He's got a 291 road ERA on this season as well. So he's been ticking boxes. Uh, Rasmussen is 2-1 and one in his last five with a 195 ERA. Now, what I've written down here, Munaf, our Karate Kid moment last night when you, uh, when you put your arm around me and waved me off into the sunset because I made that Suarez first pick, uh, Suarez first five pick last night. And the yeah, I watched that game because I was interested to see how my lock got on. And um the Angels I just can't back them anymore, Moon. I don't care who's pitching for them, they can roll Sandy Koufax out tomorrow. I am not <laughs> taking the Angels into any circumstances until they've done five positive things for me. They're out of lives, they're, they're on the naughty step. I'm not having it. I've written down here Tampa Bay run line at plus one forty. Um I'm just out of ideas with them. They absolutely stink, Moonaf. Yeah, it's uh, offensively, this it's not very good. And I thought that, you know, getting Mike Trout back and David Fletcher back would help this team, but it, it really hasn't helped uh, this offense uh, uh, yet. I mean, we got to give uh, credit to the Rays pitching as well. They have a pretty good pitching staff. They, all, they always have, and they really pride themselves on their pitching. But you kind of take a look at the splits against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks um, for this team. The LA Angels WRC plus uh, against lefties are number 23 in the entire league. Uh, team batting average is at 22. Uh, OPS is at 23. So well below a league average against left-handed pitching. And, and it's a shame because, like you mentioned, Patrick Sandoval has been going along pretty good for the um, for the LA Angels. It just hasn't translated to wins for him. And I understand why this total is at 6.5 for these two pitchers. Um, you know, Drew Rasmussen, He's been going along pretty well as well for the Tampa Bay Rays, 8-4 on the season, last five games, 2-1 and one with a 1.95 ERA, even better at home uh, from his overall ERA. He's 5-1 with a 1.99 ERA, and I don't see if he has faced the Angels this season. Um, he had one appearance against them last season, but it was only in a relief appearance, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't know how we can back this Angels team right now. I would, again, go with the run line for the Tampa Bay Rays here as well to get that plus money price. Yeah, I know I was being flippant about that earlier on, but that's just the way I feel about them. Because actually, Suarez pitched okay for a little while. Um, but then the Angels never look like getting on the score on the scoreboard at all. The innings were going by in minutes. You'd think they, you'd see a half inning that the Angels would, that Suarez would pitch scoreless. And then all of a sudden, you think, right, here we go. Let's see if you can get some runs. And like four and a half minutes later, that was the end of it. Absolutely gone. So, yeah, I'm just not I'm not buying the Angels 
at all, even a little bit. Um, next up is a 2.20 Eastern first pitch between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Dakota Hudson will take the mound for the cards and Marcus Stroman goes for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, the cards here are minus 130, Chicago Cubs plus 110. Totally error is set at nine. Uh, moving off, you can take us away with this rivalry between the cards and the Cubs. Yeah, Dakota Hudson on the mound, left hand, or sorry, uh, right handed pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, six and six on the season with a 4.33 ERA, 66 strikeouts to 53 walks. Uh, last five games has not been very good for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's 0 and 1 with a 5.55 ERA. 15 earned runs given up in 20th and one-third innings pitched on the road this season, two and four with a 5.34 ERA. So, you know, he's given up the runs over his last five starts, and there's there's been runs being scored at least in three of his last four starts where we've seen 14 or more runs. Um, or sorry, yeah, 13 or more runs in three out of his last four games when he started for the St. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Dakota Hudson in his career, though, against the Cubs, he's 2-0 and with a 3.13 ERA, 25 strikeouts and seven appearances. Filtered this down since the 2020 season. Um, and Dakota Hudson is 2-0 and with a 3.29 ERA against the St. Louis Cardinals. Hasn't faced them this season. <clears throat> this season, I'm sorry. Marcus Stroman, 3-5 uh, and five on the season with a 3.83 ERA. His last five games, he's 1-0 and with a 2.70 ERA. But he is a pitcher that gets in trouble at home in Wrigley Field this season where he is 0-3 with a 6.62 ERA. And he hasn't been very good against the Cardinals this season either. Two appearances this season, 0-1 with a 10.13 ERA. Uh, his last start was in St. Louis against, uh, obviously, the Cardinals back on August 4th where he did go six and two-thirds innings and allowed three earned runs to the St. Louis Cardinals. That game ended up with a final score of 4-3 to three in the favor of the St. Louis Cardinals. Earlier this year on June 3rd, he got blown up by them. He gave up nine earned runs uh, in four innings. So both of these pitchers are in bad form, which kind of just led me to the over here, Malcolm. Uh, the number's at nine, but we've talked about how great the St. Louis Cardinals have offense has been. Uh, WRC plus numbers left against left-handed pitching and right-handed pitching. They are number one and number two, respectively, in those categories. I think that the Cubs can get a couple off of uh, Dakota Hudson here as well. So I'm going to go with the over nine in this game between the Cardinals and the Cubs. Yeah, it's really unusual to see a line um, so early on. I had to cut these games four or five hours ago, and there was a there was a total. Uh, that nine yeah. was up, so I don't know if they're just expecting some benign weather. Uh, or the weather's going to be accurate. Um, the chat box, Captain Insane, Ole, and people like that, um, commenting that obviously the weather is always important here. Um, these two played a really weird doubleheader yesterday that Chicago won the day game 2 nothing, and then St. Louis smashed them in the evening game 13-something, uh, 13-1 or 2 maybe, but absolutely bashed them. Um, I like Strom, and Strom has been going quite well lately. Um, I've got the Chicago Cubs written down here as a home puppy. Um, this is a this is an afternoon game. It is tricky conditions um, always, shadows and things like that uh, coming across at Wrigley Field. Um, so I think Strowman's a better bet at this point. He's got a better ERA than, than Dakota Hudson. Uh, the Cubs have been more than competitive lately as well. So I just think this day game could follow the same pattern to the one that we saw um, on 
Tuesday afternoon. And I'm going to take the Cubs here to get the job done uh, behind Marcus Stroman at plus 115. I took earlier on. Uh, line has moved ever so slightly to plus 110. Uh, 4-10 Eastern first pitch is the Cleveland Guardians at the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Tristan McKenzie will go for Cleveland and Marco Gonzalez, lefty, will go for the Seattle Mariners. Cleveland are slight favourites, minus 123. Seattle are a home puppy, plus 103. Totally is set at 7.5. Um, Munaf McKenzie had an absolutely stellar outing last time. Yeah, he did. It was against the Chicago White Sox where they got the 5-2 victory to the Guardians. He went seven innings, allowed two earned runs, but he had 14 strikeouts in that game against the Chicago White Sox. On the season, 9-9 with a 3.11 ERA, 138 strikeouts at 35 walks. Over his last five games, he is 2-3 with a 3.12 ERA. On the road, uh, his record um, is below 500 at 4-7 and seven with a 3.35 ERA, but He's been going along pretty well here for the uh, uh, sorry the Cleveland Guardians. I don't think he has faced the Mariners this season. Um, he did face them twice last season, and he did get blown up in one of those games uh, where he went four and one thirds inning and allowed five earned runs to the Seattle Mariners. And he has a, a, a ten point one ten point eight zero ERA against the St. Uh, St. Louis St. Seattle Mariners. And if Come you kind of take if you take a look at his uh, game log from last season, he gave up at least three walks in both of those starts uh, to the um, Seattle Mariners, which kind of makes me nervous about that. But Marco Gonzalez on the other side for the St. Louis Mariners, St. Louis Mariners, Seattle Mariners, eight and, <laughs> eight and 12 with a 4.08 ERA, Malcolm, uh, 75 strikeouts, 42 walks, three and two over his last five games. ERA is a little inflated at 5.34. He is giving up runs as well. Did have a pretty good outing against the A's, but who's not having that right now against a porous offense? But prior to that, against the Rangers, he gave up five. To the Angels, he gave up three. To the Yankees, he gave up six. Uh, To the Texas Rangers, he gave up two. Uh, He had a pretty good outing there. But take a look at the numbers for the uh, Cleveland Guardians against left-handed pitching. They are number 11 in WRC+. And the average uh, team average against left-handed pitching, they are also number 12. So they're above league average in those categories against left-handed pitching. Um, right now, they are up to a 4 nothing lead. So the bats seem like they are going along well, and they are facing a left-handed pitcher uh, today are the Guardians and Blake Snell. So I, I'm going to give the I'm going to give the advantage here to the Guardians in this game against Marco Gonzalez. I'll take the money line here for these uh, for the uh, Cleveland Guardians. I thought that this was going to be a really um, popular spot here for the Cleveland Guardians. I think if you troll through uh, gambling Twitter tomorrow or um, if you see some Sharps posting their picks, that Cleveland will be very, very popular uh, behind Tristan McKenzie. I mean, that 14 strikeout start last time. Um, He's a really young arm, but he has been excellent. Like I say, he came onto my radar when he should have the Yankees. um, Mm Mm-hmm. A few months ago, now kind of May time, I think it was. I am where everyone's zigging. I'm going to zag here. Um, Captain Cena was pointed out. There's a little bit of a travel spot. Cleveland are in San Diego as we speak, um, and then they will be travelling to Seattle for this relatively early start tomorrow. I think in the there's a little bit of history where 
if someone throws so many strikeouts in a game, they're kind of they're, their arms hanging off for the next start, and it's just not possible to back that up. Um, there's not much between the two teams at all, but with a little bit of home advantage uh, for Seattle, and I think McKenzie might just regress a little bit just due to the sheer weight of the endeavour that he put in last time. So everyone's going to pick Cleveland. I'm going to go the other way. Uh, Seattle are a very good team, um, and there's not many times uh, this season you're going to get them as a home dog against a team of a, of a comparable ability, actually. Uh, so I'm going to go the other way, Moon, after you. Uh, Seattle on the money line at plus 103 for myself. Uh, all the lines that we are digging out uh, tonight are from the win bet. WinBet is absolutely the place to get all your baseball bets at the moment. Um, reduced juice in all MLB games, and you can still get the $100 f- uh, free bet if you place a $100 bet. Uh, the WinBet Casino is open 24 hours a day, and you get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Uh, Win also released their first quarterback with five touchdown prop bets. Do you remember what the answer is, Moon, after that? I think we said Derek Carr. It's the correct answer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no way in this. <laughs> I am <laughs> I out in Derek or uh, loads to choose from. Um head over to you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be twenty one older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know is a gambling problem, call one eight hundred five two two four seven double zero. Odds Trader uh, is a great tool as well for the DGENs. Um, you can compare odds from all your major sports books and you can compare different sign-up codes and promos so you get the best value for your money when you're opening a new account somewhere. On top of that, you get player stats, key game stats, injury reports, game day weather. Um, there is play-by-play updates um, and the bet tracker um, is an invaluable tool as well so you know where you stand, how you're getting on. If you go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire, um, Odds Trader is the number one site for all of your game day bets. And with NFL right around the corner, you need to get in your pools. Uh, run your pool is the place uh, to do that. It's a home of competition. All your survivors and pickums and fantasy pools. Uh, run your pool is the place uh, for that. If you hop into our contest, the SGPN NFL Survivor Contest um, at Run Your Pool, $500 cash and a $250 gift certificate up for grabs there. Um, Sign up at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Next, we will go to the top left of my page where the Colorado Rockies will take on the New York Mets. Ryan Feltner draws the start for Colorado. Jacob deGrom is on the hill for the Mets and the prices are, are you ready for it? This is the shortest I've seen this so far this season. Minus 415 for the New York Mets. Um, Colorado are plus 320 and the total here is set at seven. Uh, Ryan Feltner has a two and four record with a 588 ERA. He's pitched 56 and two thirds with 49 strikeouts. DeGrom is 2-1, and one, has a 231 ERA, 23 and a third with 37 strikeouts. Um, Feltner actually pitched okay in his last start against the Giants, but generally it's been a bit of a struggle for him. Uh, that 588 ERA will tell you that. Uh, DeGrom's been absolutely flames. You've got no fear starting him. 
you could consider a K prop, but that's going to be really high. It could be verging on maybe nine and a half, I think. So this was when I mentioned at the top of the show, there was games in my slate that were incredibly chalky, uh, a minus 400. So I don't really know what to do here. We've talked before about ladder bets. In fact, we had a little chat uh, offline before we start recording about um, a ladder bet with a plus one and a half, plus two and a half, plus three and a half. If you could chop up, maybe chop up a unit and a half three ways, put half a unit on those three things. But I mean, I'm inspiration to find a bet on this um, is it's difficult. This is a maybe a pizza bet game on a couple of home run props. If you don't want to take to Grum or you don't want the ladder bet, but I didn't have. I was struggling, Moon, enough to find something that was very exciting or interesting to give out. I mean, can you can you point me in the direction of how you would tackle a minus four hundred favorite in MLB? Yeah, I mean, right now you see the run line minus one and a half at minus one fifty five. That's not bad, but I would I would ladder this up, like you said, minus one and a half Mets, minus two and a half Mets, minus three and a half Mets. Uh, this is a spot for the Mets, their offense to kind of break out of the funk that they were in. In Yankee Stadium, um, they only combined for four runs uh, in those two games against the New York Yankees. They get a day off on Wednesday. They're going back home. You have a struggling Rockies team that's coming in with Ryan Ryan Feltner on the road. They are playing this afternoon in Coors Field against the Texas Rangers, getting spanked right now. So um, this is the ultimate spot. And like you mentioned, you could either tackle this by taking the alt lines of, like I mentioned, minus two and a half, minus three and a half. Uh, team totals for the New York Mets as well. I think they come out early. I think they come out often. So this might be a, a long game for the Colorado Rockies. So, you know, if you're a same game parlay player, maybe if your book does let you, you know, put together those minus one and a halves with the DeGrom strikeouts um, and team totals and things like that, I think that's the way you can attack this game for the New York Mets. But, I mean, I'm not going to read you the numbers about Jacob DeGrom. It's Jacob DeGrom. And, you yeah. know, he, he, I, I, don't see a reason where he won't get to 10 strikeouts in this game because you take a look at the numbers for the uh, Colorado Rockies against right-handed pitching on the road over the last two weeks. They ranked number six in the entire league in strikeout percentage at 27 and a half. So uh, I am for sure going to be laddering the Mets up in this game, uh, looking at DeGrom strikeouts as well. And you're, you're right. It'd probably be at nine and a half for sure. I mean, even looked at the, the the game total at seven, but and you mentioned the New York Mets team total. I mean, that's going to be a six and a half. If the total here is seven, you kind of you, you're generous. You'd be generous to give the Rockies one run. You're expecting kind of to go up and shut them out, and maybe do they pick up one in the six, seven, eighth, ninth? I don't know. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really tricky. But um, yeah, laddering up the Mets is just about your only course of action, I think. Yeah, it's not big or clever, um, but we'll have to do it. 7.05 Eastern first pitch is the Cincinnati Reds and the Philadelphia Phillies, where Justin Dunn will go for the Reds and Aaron Nola goes for the Phillies. This is another one we're going to be at great risk of repeating ourselves here. Let me see if I can... The lines... The Phillies in this one are minus 3.20, so not as short as the Mets, uh, but not a kick in the arse off it either. Um, Cincinnati are plus 2.60. and um, The total is at eight and a half. Justin Dunn has a record of one and one with a 6.08 ERA. Has pitched 13 and one third innings with 10 strikeouts. Aaron Nola is eight and 10. A 3.25 ERA, 157 and two thirds pitched 174 strikeouts. Justin Dunn, I don't mind Justin Dunn. He, he, he was a little kind of on my radio when he was at Seattle last season. 
moved across to the Reds. I, I kept an eye on him. I drafted him some best ball teams and stuff. He's been injured and he's just come back and his last start was okay. Um, he's had three starts since he came back. His last start was okay. He, uh, one earned run over five innings. It was against the Pittsburgh Pirates. I do like him. I think there's better days ahead, but he looks thoroughly exposed here in this spot. I don't fancy his chances tomorrow even a little bit. Um, Nola struggled against the good division rivals. Um, he struggled when he's taken on the Braves. He struggled when he's taken on the Mets. But against the poor teams, this is where um, Aaron Nola has made hay this season. Um, another stat was the, the Phillies against the poor teams, against teams with a sub-500 record. The Phillies are 38-19. and 19. Um, That's been their bread and butter. They've, they've been flat track bullies that's a cricket term actually you might get that moon up I doubt many of <laughs> many of our uh, many of our other listeners is yeah they, they've been very much flat track bullies and they've been taking apart the poorer side so again head scratch shrug of the shoulders like the Mets game I've got the Phillies run line written down but well, that's going to be again minus 150 or thereabouts so I could ask you the same question moon off I mean what have you got what have you got here yeah, the thing that makes me nervous about Aaron Nola is that he has struggled at home this season um, where he is, let's see what his record is, 4-4, four and four, but the ERA is 4.54 at home. Uh, and then on the road this season is 2.13. Now, you're you're right that he's probably played some tough opponents at home. He, he's faced the Mets. Um, he's faced the Braves. He's faced, uh, let's see, the Braves again where he's gotten bashed by the Braves uh, at home uh, this season. He also faced the Dodgers at home, and he also looked at how he's done against the Reds over the past, uh, or at least over his career and over his, the last couple of seasons. And he struggled against the Mets, sorry, the Reds for whatever reason. Uh, he's won it last season, one in one with a six point seven five ERA against them. And I know this is a completely different lineup for the Reds, uh, and they sold a lot, sold a lot of their parts, and and they they traded away pieces to, to contending teams. Um, you know, this is a spot where the Phillies, I think, kind of have to get those wins against, you know, teams like the like Cincinnati Reds, like you mentioned, are one of the poorest teams in the National League if they want to, you know, continue to be in that wild card race in the National League. So, um, you know, teams like the Mets and the Braves, they're going to pile on the wins in that division. But the Phillies are fighting for a playoff position in the wild card. So, I mean, you have your ace on the mound here. You you got to perform here if you're Aaron Nola. And then I think the only way, again, you're right, is probably just look at the run line here, Malcolm. I'm not going to be betting this game because the numbers do make me nervous about Aaron Nola. But if you had a gun to my head, I'd rather back Aaron Nola versus Justin Dunn. That's for sure. Uh, next is a, a bit more of a competitive game on the books that we can get our teeth into a 7.05 Eastern first pitch between the Chicago White Sox and the Baltimore Orioles, where Lance Lynn, will take the ball for the White Sox. And Jordan Lyles goes for Baltimore. Lines are sh- to pick him. Uh, minus 108 each of two. Total set at eight and a half. Moonaf. this is more like it. Um, earn your money. What you got? Yeah, Lance Lynn for the Chicago White Sox tomorrow. Three and five with a 5.30 ERA on the season. Last five games, he's been pretty good. Two and two with a 3.68 ERA. Um, but on the road is where he really gets into trouble, Malcolm. He's 0-3 with a 6.39 ERA. Did face the Baltimore Orioles earlier this season. 
where he did go six and two thirds, but he allowed five earned runs in that game uh, to the Baltimore Orioles. Um, his last start was against the Guardians, where he had a great outing, probably his best one uh, since uh, he faced the Royals. But you know, I, I talked about his last five numbers, Malcolm, or last five games, his his numbers, but. It's been against some porous offenses, right? He, like I mentioned, I mean, Guardians are a pretty, I think, above an average, um, above an average uh, uh, offense. But again, he, he faced the Tigers, he faced the Royals twice, and then he had the A's. But when it's been against good offenses, and we know the Orioles have a pretty good offense, they're in that hunt in the American League for a wild card spot. Um, I think this is going to be an opportunity for the uh, to the for the Orioles to get to him again. Like I mentioned uh, earlier this year, they got to him uh, where he gave up six earned, six runs to the Baltimore Orioles. You look at Jordan Lyles, nine and nine on the season, four point six one ERA, one hundred nineteen strikeouts, forty five walks, has been pretty good over his last five games as well. Three and one with a three point eight one ERA at home, he's really good. Four and two. The three point one three ERA he does struggle. He did struggle in one outing against the Chicago White Sox earlier this year. Seven innings did allow four earned runs in that span. Um, I am not going to be putting on my my money on the Chicago White Sox anymore this season. And we've talked about how bad just Tony Larusa has been for this organization. Uh, and I would be shocked if he's back with this team next season. Um, but for this game, at least I have to go with the Orioles here. I trust Jordan Lyles more at home, Malcolm, than I do on the road. And I, I lean towards the uh, over eight in this game as well. And if your book offers it, and I know a lot of books do. Me, I want to take a look at Baltimore Orioles team total in the first five innings to go over as well. Mm-hmm. Lance Lynn, is, he's just struggled on the road this year. And like I mentioned uh, earlier that you know he had a bad outing against his Baltimore Orioles team. So I'll take the Baltimore Orioles money line here as well as a team total uh, for the Baltimore Orioles to go over first five innings yeah this seems like it's a team ride uh, not only between me and yourself but all the people in the chat box as well Cosmo and Encino um, are all riding the Baltimore Orioles here and it's it's fairly basic reasons as a, as a handicap you need to be able to trust the team that you're going to put your money on and you can't trust um, the Chicago White Sox you've got you've got a team here who was slightly dysfunctional and struggled to put it together for short periods of time, whether or not it's it's games on end or even during a game, they're struggling to put innings together. Just it's there's something, so, and I think we kind of know what it is actually, it stems uh, from the top down. But in Baltimore, yeah. the, the complete opposite. Baltimore, their fundamentals are good, the decision-making is good, and they've been brilliant this year. They've been one of the, one of the best stories. So if you're going to pick one of these two teams to trust uh, and put a couple of quid behind, it has to be the Baltimore Orioles. Um, I don't think... Lance Lynn's particularly trustworthy either. And Jordan Lance has been going better recently of late. Uh, so there is a case to be made for the overs, but I think a safer bet here is the Baltimore Orioles. So, yeah, minus 108 on the money line. Um, it's the Orioles there uh, for me as well, Muna. Uh, next up, I'm going to tell you all about uh, Sleeper, uh, the fastest growing Fantasy platform, uh, I assume you've got your fantasy leagues on there. Um, I absolutely very much do, um, as do 4 million other people. Um, but Sleeper have added a over or under game um, where you can win a few quid as well by picking your players, picking your props, and then you can win 2 to 20 times that stake uh, by being right. Um, Sleeper are the first sports contest game built into your fantasy experience um if you join our listener group use the code sleeper.com slash sgp 
Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Go to sleeper.com slash SGP. Get a $100 match on your first deposit. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And Trade Coffee, another favourite of ours here. Uh, Trade Coffee will connect you and all their customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee from independent craft roasters, around the country, 450 different kinds of coffee, live and ready to ship. They'll send you freshly roasted beans um, from 60 of the country's best craft roasters. The thing to do here to kick this off is take the quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP, uh, where you can put in all your preferences and uh, Trade Coffee will um, pick a coffee that is perfect for you. Uh, $30 off plus free shipping. Um, is the offer currently. So take the quiz, uh, drinktrade.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee that you love. For $30 off, drinktrade.com slash SGP. 7.10 Eastern first pitch is the Toronto Blue Jays at the Boston Red Sox. Kevin Gorsman uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays and Cutter Crawford is on the hill for the Red Sox. Toronto are minus 175. Boston plus 145. Totally, I set it. Eight and a half. Kevin Gosman has a record of nine and nine with a 299 ERA. He's pitched 129 and one third with 149 strikeouts. Cutter Crawford is three and five, has a 514 ERA, has pitched 68 and one third with 67 strikeouts. Uh, Kevin Gosman is two and two in his last five starts. He's got a 297 ERA, but five games, Moonaf, three of them zero earned runs. The other two, five earned runs each. I mean, give us a clue, Kev. I mean, what, what you could have thrown here. So he's either given up zero or five. I mean, it's not very helpful when he's trying to handicap it. Um, he does have a 165 road ERA. And I think the key stat here, he's um, 3-0 and against Boston so far this season. He's pitched 26 innings against Boston. He has a 138 ERA um, and 37 strikeouts. Uh, in those 26 innings, which is an incredibly high number. So I'd be interested to see uh, what that K prop is tomorrow. Um, two of the last three of Cutter Crawford's have been awful. Five earned runs against Kansas City, nine earned runs against Baltimore. Uh, the minus 175 is too short. Uh, run line is in play. But I think a Toronto Blue Jays team total um, would be the way to go for me. And I'll keep an eye on the Kevin Gorsman uh, strikeout props when they come out, Munaf. Hey, you mentioned there, Malcolm, that he's given up five earned runs in three out of his last five starts. But if you if you take a look closer, those uh, those five earned runs that he has given up have been at home for Kevin Gossman. And if you take a look at his road record, I think that's where he, you really kind of differentiate how good of a pitcher he is on the road. This season, six and three with a one point six five ERA on the road for Kevin Gossman. At home this season, he is three and six with a four point six three ERA. So at Rogers St- Stadium or Center, whatever they call it, um, he struggled there, and, and he has great history against the Red Sox this season. He's a perfect three and zero against the Red Sox with a one point three eight ERA. He's only allowed four earned runs uh, to the Red Sox this season. And I'm going to filter this down so we can take a more uh, look at uh, his strikeouts against the Red Sox this season. Like you mentioned, Malcolm, he's at eight or more in all five or sorry, all four starts for the Blue Jays. He's at eight and then two games where he's had 10 each. So I think that's a great call that you just made about the strikeouts for Kevin Gossman as well. So I'm, I'm, 
I'm looking at how they've done on the run line here. I do want to play the run line because this number is very juicy. Like you mentioned, I'm minus uh, 175. Uh, so first start in April, they won. The Blue Jays did 3-2, to 6-5. Uh, and then his last two starts, uh, they won 7-2. to two. And then in July 22nd, they won. That was a game where they scored 28 runs, Malcolm. <laughs> Kevin Gossman had that start. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think that this is going to be where I want to back Kevin Gossman on the run line here, uh, Malcolm. And I love your call there about the strikeout props. I'm going to take a look at that as well. Hopefully we get a, a six and a half or possibly a seven and a half. But another note for the Red Sox, I think Xander Bogarts will probably be day-to-day or on the IL because I think he left yesterday with a uh, back injury uh, for the Red Sox. So this Red Sox team looks like they're starting to may start to cave it in for the season. Like you mentioned, Cutter Crawford is finally looking like the pitcher that I thought he would be, where he has kind of regressed back to after having a great start for the Red Sox. So give me the uh, Jays run line here as well, Malcolm. Okay. Um, two games left. Eight tennis and first pitch. The Minnesota Twins at the Houston Astros. Chris Archer for Minnesota and Luis Garcia will be on the hill for Houston. Minnesota are plus 150. Houston minus 175. Total here is set at 8.5. Um, Chris Archer is 2-6 and six on the season. Has a 4-0-2 ERA. 87-1 and one third pitched in 76 strikeouts. Garcia is 10-8 with a 4-0-9 ERA. Um, 123-1 pitched with 127 strikeouts. Archer um, is very consistent in that he... I mean, it's it's just un, uninspiring either way. He he's obviously had injury problems in the past. He he goes maximum five innings pitched. Um, that's it. He's absolutely on a limit. Um, occasionally four, but never gets beyond five. Um, and he's been fine. He'll give up two or three runs in that in that spell, and then they'll pull him. Um, Garcia. No, sorry, Archer's last four start. The games have finished. We talked about Minnesota being an under team, and how Archer you can. Sort of set your watch by in the last four starts, they've lost four to three, lost four to two, lost three to two, lost five to three. So they kind of all come in under um, this total of eight and a half, and uh, Minnesota tend to lose them. <clears throat> Garcia, however, has been struggling 546 in his last five starts. His last five starts, again, talk about consistency 3 4 4 3 4 earned runs given up here. Mm. Um, all of this to me points towards the first five over Moonaf. I think we can get two or three out of each with a total here at eight and a half. What would that first five total be, Moonaf? Uh, probably four and a half. Yeah, okay. Then we'll give up three each. It's, uh, we'll get the we'll get the six, no problem. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Chris Archer, he hadn't started earlier this season against the Houston Astros, where in three innings, the Astros were able to get four earned runs off of him. Uh, had three walks in that game as well. But on the road is where he's really struggled, Malcolm. 0-3 with a 4.24 ERA for the Minnesota Twins. And you, know, you're, you mentioned that he doesn't go past five innings. Like It's either four or five innings, and, and you know uh, he'll give it up. Um, I think if you're able to find a team total for the Astros as well in the first five innings, probably be at two and a half, uh, maybe at even money uh, for that bet. I like that. And then like you mentioned, Luis Garcia, for whatever reason, has been struggling. His last two games, he did give up, like you mentioned, four, four, and three. But it's really been the offense that's kind of carried uh, the Astros to the victory in his starts. The last game, 21-5 to in that Chicago White Sox game. But as a pitcher, he struggled, and he's also allowing walks. This season at, the, at home, he is 7-3. and three. The ERA is at 4.88, and I should have I dug a little deeper 
and looked at how many runs they are actually scoring at home when Garcia is starting and just kind of briefly looking at it. Since the month of July, he's had four home starts for the Houston Astros, and the Astros have scored nine against the Royals. They scored seven against the Yankees. They had three, uh, two against the Red Sox where they lost that game, and they had seven against the A's. So I think this might be a spot where the offense, again, shows up for the Astros with Chris Archer on the mound for the uh, Minnesota Twins. So I like the, I, I like the uh, over call that you did make, but I, I think my favorite bet might be the Astros team total in this game. Okay, yeah. So uh, whichever way you skin it, we're trying to get uh, some runs yeah. um, over home plate in this one. Uh, last game, it's another chalky one. It's the 9.40 Eastern first pitch between the New York Yankees and the Oakland Athletics. Uh, no official picture for New York. I've got Jameson Tyone, Moonaf. You can correct me if I'm wrong. All right. Um, okay. Uh, and James Caprillian um, will Sorry. go for Oakland. Um, we do have lines, so I'm guessing the Tyone info um, we can be confident in. Uh, New York Yankees are minus 225 on the road. Oakland at plus 186, totally set at seven. Another chalky one, Moon. After you have some sort of wizardry to break this down? Yeah, uh, I thought this total was a little conservative here, Malcolm, at seven. Um, Jamison Tyone has, uh, you know, he's been struggling since, I believe, the All-Star break. And I think this was what I was looking at. Uh, yeah, so pre-All-Star break, he was 10-2 and two with a 3.86 ERA since the All-Star break. One and two with a four point four five ERA this season on the road. He is five and two with a four point three three ERA against AOS teams. He is three and zero, but he has an ERA of five point three four. I'm pretty sure that's inflated because he had two bad outings against the Seattle Mariners. Um, you know, James Caprillion. Again, we, we talked a lot about him last season as well, Malcolm, and I think this is a season where I do just want to fade him. Even though he's been really good over his fast, last five games where they are 2-2 two and two with a 3.04 ERA uh, at home this season in, uh, in the Coliseum over there in Oakland, he is 0-4 with a 4.57 ERA. And it looks like the Yankees' offense may have figured some things out as well. They went up against the Mets. They scored four runs each in those two games. They also do get Stanton back, Malcolm, um, okay. for, the, for the New York Yankees. So he'll be back. Mark, Matt Carpenter shouldn't be too far behind. We saw DJ LeMahieu come back. So they're getting some pieces back on the offense. And um, I think that this might be an opportunity where they can put up some runs in this game as well. Uh, again, we, we talked about it when I was on the pod earlier this week that Toronto kind of are approaching them um, on that division lead. I think that if they're able to take care of business here against, you know, poorer teams like the Oakland A's, that they can solidify that lead going forward. So I think this run line, I think we might be getting a little discount here, Malcolm, with the Yankees at minus one and a half at minus 125. So I do like the run line here for the New York Yankees, and I do like the team total over for the Yankees as well. I'm going to fade Caprillion. I think I was looking at this earlier that he has struggled against the Yankees in his career. Let me see if I can find that here real quick. Um, yeah, so last season he did have two starts uh, against the Yankees where in one start, five and two-thirds, he allowed three earned runs and two home runs. And then another start, he went five innings and gave up six earned runs uh, to the uh, Yankees. In both of those games, the Yankees combined for five home runs. And I'll, I'll, show, I'll dig a little deeper, maybe tweet it out or drop this in the Discord uh, channel and see who he kind of has given up those home runs to. Maybe some home run props are, are potential there as well, Malcolm. Uh, I did think the, the value on the Yankees was a bit greater than some of these other chalky games that we've seen. Obviously, the Mets minus 400, the Phillies are north of 300, and um, the minus 225 on the Yankees does bring the run line into play a little bit. I've got a 
completely different direction here. You mentioned that Caprillion has gone okay relatively recently and Tyrone kind of hasn't. If you, if you remember back to, I don't know if it was the last series these two teams played, where Auckland repeatedly got ahead um, before blowing up, didn't they? Um, and I just thought, yeah, with the way the Yankees bats have been scuffing a little bit, if Caprillion could keep them quiet, maybe the um, this could follow the same pattern again. If uh, Auckland could somehow score a run, um, they could uh, lead here in the first five. So but on a very chalky slate, in which I'm looking for a little bit of value, looking for a dog, um, I thought Auckland first five here, um, not a very confident play, but um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of previous for it. Uh, Caprillion's been going okay, uh, and why not? So yeah, that'll be my play in that one. Uh, lock and dog picks coming up um, momentarily. Um, after I've told you about Babel, uh, learning a second language. How many languages do you speak, Munaf? Let's see. One, two, three. I'll go three and a half. Three and a half? Is, is the half English? Uh, maybe. Sometimes. I was struggling <laughs> a little bit with St. Louis today. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you walked into that <laughs> one. Um, yeah, Babel is the language, um, a learning language tool. Um, really good. Um, quite very modern. Uh, very easy to use. You've got 15-minute lessons. Uh, make it the perfect way to learn a new language. 14 different languages to choose from, uh, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Um, they use speech recognition technology, um, podcast games, videos, stories, live classes, and it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Uh, start your new language learning journey with Babbel and you can save 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel is language for life. And finally, uh, Elias um, with the start of the NFL season around the corner. Elias are the firm that do the official stats uh, for US pro sports leagues, including the NFL uh, so their app um, is a very trusted source of those um, sports stats, team and player stats, head-to-head comparisons, um, insights from a, um expert research team there as well. So everything you need really to help you make those decisions when you're handicapping. Uh, so download the Elias Game Plan app. It's E-L-I-A-S. Uh, new features all the time will help you take your game to the next level. Um Find the Elias Game Plan app in the App Store or the Play Store today. Uh, Moonaf, locks and dogs. Tricky, to say the least, to find, um, certainly to find a dog or even mm-hmm. find a lock that was a that was a, a working man's price. But what have you got for us, man? Yeah, for my lock, I'm going to go with the... Let's go with the Toronto... Mm, yeah, let's go Toronto Blue Jays minus one and a half on the run line against the Boston Red Sox. I talked about Kevin Gossman's number this season against the Boston Red Sox races. Absolutely incredible against them. He's been a great on the road as well. Uh, so I really like this run line. I think they're just going to continue to dominate against the Red Sox like they have been all season. So I'll take Kevin Gossman and the Toronto Blue Jays minus one and a half minus 105 on the run line. And also love your call about the strikeouts or Malcolm. I'm going to be looking out for that for myself. Um for my dog, now this is where it gets tricky, Malcolm. Hmm. Um, let's see. Colorado. Absolutely not. No, not Colorado. No. Um, 
I'll give out. Uh, let's go with the St. Louis Cardinals run line. That's at a plus price. Dakota Hudson. Ooh. I talked about Marcus Stroman has struggled in his two starts this season against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And they're just absolutely crushing right-handed pitching, left-handed pitching right now. And I think that's going to continue for them as they build their lead in the NL Central Division. And, you know, I think we got to pat ourselves on the back a little bit uh, for how we gave out the Cardinals at the, you know, we did the uh, post-All-Star break. Yeah, show. absolutely. That number, I think, was around 2-1 to one where Noah gave it out. And I think I touted again at plus 150 and at plus 110. Yeah. I think some books, that also, that's all the way up to minus 700 now, Malcolm. So uh, I'm going to ride the Cardinals here. Give me uh, Dakota Hudson and the Cardinals minus 1.5, plus 125 on the run line against the Chicago Cubs in an early afternoon game tomorrow. Yeah, we were very much on the right side of that one. Um, okay, my luck. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the top of the show and just to fade the Angels to death. I'm going to take Tampa Bay Rays on the run line here. I saw a price of plus 140 earlier on. Um, like I said, I don't get to watch the West Coast teams as much because that's all going on at 4 or 5 a.m. Uh, where I am. So the Angels were um, at a workable time in Tampa last night. So I watched it and I kind of saw exactly where all these problems are stemming from. So uh, with what I know statistically and the little bit of eye test that I watched last night, I just wasn't having it. Absolutely. I'm talking through my pocket a little bit as well because obviously we took Suarez uh, in the Angels on the first five. So this is another um, revenge spot for me particularly. I'll take the Tampa Bay Rays on the run line plus 140. And for my dog, I'm going to take Seattle at home um, plus 103. Uh, seems like a good spot for Seattle. I mean, two. just two, that. Take the raise at your as your dog because it's a plus price on the run line. Plus one four, yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, um, but it's up yeah, to you're right. No, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not even thinking straight. <laughs> um, I have just taken the buffoon crown off Insano, who was temporarily wearing it earlier on. Um, yeah, okay. So my dog is going to be it's going to be the Tampa Bay Rays moon off uh, plus one forty <laughs> for my luck. I'll take Seattle um, on the money line at plus one oh three. I just think Mackenzie will regress after that last start. Um, the fourteen strikeout start is very much factored into this price here. I like Cleveland. Good, what looks like a good win tonight in San Diego, but then a long travel spot up to Seattle for an um, early evening game tomorrow. Uh, Seattle are a good side and uh, I think they can get it done here. Plus money, I think it's an excellent price, Munaf. Uh, and that is that. There we go. Well done. 15 minutes. We did uh, it. Thank you, everyone. Captain Insano is reveling in uh, calling me a buffoon in the chat, which is completely fair enough. Uh, I have no recourse at all. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining in. I do enjoy everyone chirping up in the little chat box. Um, it's added a whole new dimension. I was sure it's lots of fun. Uh, thank you very much, Moonaf. I enjoyed our old-timey um, little slot here this evening. I know you take mild offence when I call it an old man show because <laughs> <laughs> I, bracket, show. I bracket you in with me you, know, this, you claim there's 16 years between us but I'm not <laughs> buying that for a minute that's a lot unless, I said, unless you had a very hard paper round when you were little mate uh, there's no way there's 16 years between us but I enjoy getting back to uh, getting back to basics just doing a, a little two man show uh, away from the young people every now and again. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, maybe the young people will be joining us again then. Uh, but good luck with all your bets. Um, until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>